Coaches Brian Blackburn here with Pound the Rock Podcast, hardwoodtexas.com. want to thank our sponsors again, Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, Jeremy Thomas Agency, and Allstate, as well as Tumbleweed Textiles. Today we have one of our most famous board members on the hardwoodtexas.com, Coach Scott Richardson from Cristobal High School. He's the athletic director and girls basketball coach there. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. I'm excited about it. Would you agree that you're one of the more famous board members? Well, you know, sometimes you can be famous for good reasons, sometimes bad reasons, so I don't know how to take that action. <laughs> well, I've been around a while. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you've had a, a lot of experience. You've coached boys basketball, been TABC Coach of the Year. You've coached girls basketball, been girls TABC Coach of the Year. You've uh, at uh, Waco Robinson. You've been at... Cristoval. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the differences between coaching uh, boys basketball and girls basketball? Uh, yeah, sure. You know, um, I can remember my first practice, and uh, one of the stories I told about it is that, you know, the first practice I ever had with girls, <clears throat> one of the things that I found out real quick was how poor of a communicator I was because boys, you know, you just kind of got to get them started, and they kind of figure things out as you're going, um, where girls do exactly what you say. And so that first practice, I would tell them to do something, and they'd start doing it, and it would be wrong. And I would say, what are you all doing? And they said, well, you said this. And sure enough, they were right. So uh, so that was the first thing I really noticed with girls is, you know, they're very literal, and they do exactly what you say versus boys who kind of, you know, they kind of just get going, and you kind of got to push them and nudge them in the directions that you got to get them going. So that was uh, – I remember that first practice really well, and I just remember, you know, noting that how, how much they paid attention to what you said and did exactly as you say. So – but as far as biggest difference in coaching boys and girls, I think there's a couple things that you got to think about um you know one of them is that that i was really encouraged to do and i think it's been something that's helped us be successful is that you you can change your strategy a little bit because of girls but you don't want to change the way you work ethic and the way you challenge them um you know girls can work just as hard or harder than boys can and sometimes people want to scale back things like weight room or they want to scale back things uh, like the way you condition them. You know, I mean, we do it in general just with high school cross country. We have the high school girls run less than boys, and, and those girls are just as capable of running them three miles as the, as the boys are. So uh, I think the first thing that you have to realize when you go from boys to girls is just the idea that girls will work really, really hard, and they want to be challenged. And so that's one of the first things that I've enjoyed about coaching girls is, is just, you know, working them out the same way you would those boys. Yeah. Do you, um, do you feel like, uh, to a certain extent, girls are a little bit more coachable? Yes, sir, I, I do. I think that they are, are coachable to a fault. You know, and I think that that's, you know, you know, everybody says your, your your biggest strength is your weakness, and that's exactly right. They're very coachable. They want to do exactly what you say. Uh, the hard part is they want you to tell them exactly what to do. <laughs> so getting them to freelance a little bit is kind of tough. But uh, but I do think they're they are they're a little more coachable than than, than guys. Now talking about uh, getting them to freelance, your your style of play kind of allows for players to make plays. And you've you've adapted that really well to your girls' programs. Can you talk a little bit about your offensive strategy and kind of how you've how you've taught that to get them to kind of open up a little bit and kind of get out of their comfort zone? Yeah, sure. You know, um, you're right. You know, we we don't really like plays. We like players, and so 
Uh, one of the things we tell our girls all the time is that, you know, that we want to win with players, not with plays. And so one of the things we try to do is we try to make it to where we teach them the game of basketball. And the moment where they come into seventh grade, we want to start teaching them actions. And we talk about that all the time, is we want to teach you actions, and then we hope you can learn to use these actions in the game. So basically, as a coaching staff, we just have a a lot of different actions that we think are really good in the game of basketball, and we break them into drills, and we drill those actions all the time. So we spend a lot of time with breakdown drills, just actions like a ball screen and how to read it, or a, a baseline drive and what you're looking for when you get in those areas, or an inside drive and what you're looking for when you get in those areas. And so one of the things that we really do to, to break that down is just, just talk in terms of action. Yeah. Well, I remember watching some film that you sent me about your, your team from Robinson and how your girls were so good at driving baseline, the post would be opposite. You'd get the baseline drift, and you'd also get the post step into the T there. And that action seemed to take place over and over again. And that's something that I've tried to implement is I want actions to be repeated in our, in our offense. And so I think uh, what you're talking about there is definitely conducive to get your girls probably gain a lot of confidence from that, don't you think? Yes, sir. I think, and I think that um, you know every team is different, and it's funny how you know I remember the year you're talking about. We made a living off of the tee with the post and the drift, and then we've had teams where they don't care to go to baseline and they like to get in the middle. And I think that's the beauty of teaching the game through actions is that kids can take ownership of what it is that they like, and that can kind of become you know, if you will, their play, you know. Sure. So, so I like that a lot about that system as far as that goes. The hard part about it is that um, sometimes it looks real stale because they don't know what to do. And sometimes they have to figure out that they just got to go attack the basket, whether it be through cutting or through passing or through dribbling it, and start creating shots. And so uh, your junior high games can look pretty ugly. You know, and your JV game sometimes can look pretty ugly. And you can have coaches on the coaching staff that get frustrated because they want to run a play. You know, they want to tell the kids exactly where to go, and it's hard to sit on that sideline sometimes, and you, you don't look organized sometimes, but you are. Kids are just figuring out how to get into different actions and work those within the game. Yeah, that's really good. What uh, Talking about coaching girls, coaching guys, what, was, what were some of the biggest uh, advice givers or – what was some of the biggest advice that you received in regards to making that switch from going from guys to girls or, you know, just coaching both in general? What are some of the biggest teaching points that you received from people who have done that? Yeah, I, I, one of the big ones to me was, you know, girls like to be praised, um, but they don't like to be isolated with their friends. Um, so if you if you really start bragging on a girl in front of all her friends, sometimes that's not good for them because that'll isolate them and it'll create division with the other girls. And one of the coaches that I talked to, she was actually a college coach. She told me that you have to be careful of that and that girls want to be praised, you know, together and they want to be they want to be pulled aside and told how great they are. They want that one on one. You know, you know, girls in general relationship girl people. You know, they like that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be sensitive to the fact that you don't want to carve any player out of the group. And, and whether it be through negative or positive reinforcement, sometimes you can do that. And so I really try to keep things even more general than I did with the boys as far as, you know, I really talk about actions and I try to not to talk about players. And if I want to really brag on a player or get onto a player, I try to do that in a one-on-one setting. Yeah. 
I've uh, I've talked to Tate Lombard about this quite a bit in regards to I could play basketball with a bunch of dudes that I didn't like, and we would still get out there and compete and try to win. But that team chemistry on a girls' team is is really really crucial. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, I, I've and I have uh, I've seen it on film. You know, you you can know that there are certain kids that have bad relationships, and you watch on film, and they're not going to give them the ball. You know, they're going to overlook them, and, and it's uh, they, it's amazing how much they can remember the, about that. <laughs> you know, you think you know, I'm like you, like we don't think about it. We just go play. We're boys. We just go play, and but girls remember that stuff. It's amazing, and so I, I think you're dead on. Team chemistry is huge in the girls' side. And uh, and it is so easily, uh, I guess, swung one way or the other, and it's one of those things that you really have to tend to. So how do you, how do you build that? What are your strategies to build team chemistry? You know, you're in a you're in a unique situation. You have a lot of your girls, not necessarily year round, but you do have them a lot in the preseason, and you can kind of start building those relationships. What are some things that you do? The strategies that you use to try to keep that in a solid framework throughout a whole year. Well, I th- I, I'm a firm believer that teams that serve together stay together. So we really try to find ways to get our kids to serve, whether it be serving each other or serving uh, our junior high kids or serving the community. And I think that that type of team-building stuff, um, kids just really, that for whatever reason, I think that's a, a good piece that can get your team to kind of stay together. I also think it's extremely important to have an assistant that has good ears on that stuff. Um, you know, they're good about hiding that stuff from me, and I've got, you know, two really good assistants. I've been fortunate that all the way through that, that uh, you know, the girls are a little more comfortable to talk to them and let them know, and they, they can kind of be around the, the girls a little more than me, and I can kind of separate myself, and, and they're good at coming back with me with the information I need, and sometimes they're good at handling, and I never know it happens. Right. And uh, so I think that's a big piece to it is having a good assistant coach that's loyal to you and they can go and have a pulse on that a little bit for you. Because like I said, they're going to hide it from you as much as they can because they, they don't want you to take it out on them in practice. And they know that that could be a possibility or a consequence or whatever. So uh, having somebody that they kind of trust a little bit, that they can they can be a buffer between us is important. But, you know, I, I think you got to do team building. I think you got to talk about team. I think you got to talk about, you know, being selfless. And I think you've got to – you know, the, one of the first things I did my first year at Cristobal, we read a book together, and I read, literally read it out loud to them 15 minutes the first day of practice, but it took us about three weeks to read the book. The kids ate that up. They loved it. And from that point on, they talked about it all the time. So I almost have had to step outside of my comfort zone and do a little bit more of the team-type building stuff than I'm, I'm probably comfortable with. But what I'm learning more and more is that stuff is an investment that pays big dividends down the road. That's great. Well, Coach, thanks for joining us on this first episode. The next episode, we'll talk to Coach Richardson about uh, how to handle player issues and how to handle parent issues. I think those are two areas that young coaches, I know myself included, were totally unprepared for. And so, coaches, join us uh, for the next episode with Coach Scott Richardson from Cristobal High School. He's the head girls basketball coach and athletic director. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Thank you.